And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Well, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining our online experience here. My name is Tony Gaffestone with Brave Maker. And as we are continuing our virtual experiences since March something, middle of March, we have been doing these weekly experiences, talking with filmmakers and makers, creators, and all different sorts of talent to hear about their journeys, about how they make their art and make their work come out into the world. And today we have a special um, feature talking about voiceover work. Before I bring in my co-host and our guest today, I need to say thank you to those who make what we do possible. Specifically, one of our partner sponsors is the MDT Talent Agency. I say thank you to Michelle McCullough, owner and president of this great agency that represents me and my co-host, Christina, today, because they enable us to do this work by supporting Brave Maker, and they also get us gigs. Uh, so we're very happy with uh, their partnership. And if you are a Bay Area talent looking for representation in fit modeling, voiceover, acting, industrial print, any like that, you can contact them, go to their website. It's mdtagencysf.com. And you can see some of the work that they have been uh, casting some of their actors in. And we hope that as we get out of shelter in place slowly and safely, we can all go back to doing this work that we love. So go check them out. Thanks to MDT for sponsoring us. Christina, welcome. Yes. Thank you, Tony, for having me. Very excited about today's show. So, yes, we do have a great show today. And Christina and I were talking off broadcast. The reality of what we're feeling today cannot be brushed aside. Uh, we just need to acknowledge that we are Brave Maker, an uh, organization that is committed to justice, diversity, and inclusion. So we know that today there are many emotions, there's sadness, trauma, and grief that is experienced around our country due to the senseless murders and violence against our Black brothers and sisters, and we stand in solidarity with them. Brave Maker is an organization that started to champion brave voices so that we could see a difference in our world when it came to equity in race and gender and orientation. And today the fight continues. Um, it, it, I'd rather just be in bed. I know Christina and I were talking, I, it's just overwhelming and exhausting, but we want to acknowledge the emotion. Do you want to say, have, say anything before we get into our conversation today, Christina? Yeah. I just want to say that, you know, absolutely. We honor everyone who has lost their lives and our, hearts go out to all the families and everyone struggling in a lot of pain right now just we're putting our energy and our voices towards justice you know and reaching justice for george floyd and, and everyone else you know and that's you know, all that we could do that's what i'm doing putting my energy towards you know how can we make this better in a in a peaceful way non-violent way 
We sent out an email today, uh, a statement on behalf of our organization. It's the same email that goes out with all of our free links to our movies, uh, but it had a different tone today. And um, to be honest, I would rather have been just dark today and not had any kind of interaction, not put any kind of movies out. I'm just, I don't want to put anything out unless it's adding to the conversation to move racial justice forward. Yeah. Um, so if you are not on our list, please go to it. Cause we just said, Hey, we're going to continue doing our work because we believe that stories matter and art matters. And that's the conversation we're going to have today with our special guest, Michael Schwalbe. We're talking about the power of voice, uh, the yes. power of how our voices can be used. So Michael, welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Christina, Tony. Um, it's an honor, privilege to be here. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, you know, coming into this call, I have to admit that I was like, man, I don't want to talk to anybody. I've been talking and yelling and and <laughs> protesting online and donating. And I'm just like, how much more can I squeeze out of myself? But like, you know, stories do still matter. And uh, and part of, that's part of the responsibility that voice actors have is to tell these stories in uh, a respectful and authentic manner, but also at the same time to be aware of what stories I have the perspective to tell. You know, some stories aren't my stories to tell and, uh, and having the humility um, to acknowledge when that is the case is also a part of the craft too. So looking forward to talking about uh, the industry, how I got into it and what questions you guys or any uh, viewers might have and getting to it. Right on. Well, yeah. So if you're just tuning in, you can pop in questions for Michael at any time in the chat and we'll be sure to swipe them in. But yeah, let's just start, Mike. So I, I met Michael actually in Redwood City. You were doing an, uh, a gig, an audio gig here for a good it chunk was, of time. It was such a, like, just God's provision. And it was such a testimony of, of uh, it was so crazy. <laughs> it was so crazy. So I was in the Bay Area for a good three plus months for a gig that will probably remain under non-disclosure until I'm dead. Um, but <laughs> it was for a major tech company. And uh I was in a, not in a good place, you know, like I was away from my wife. I was living in the, like a cubicle, basically this didn't have a kitchen, you know, eating badly. And I was like, God, I need, I need to get out of this box. I need to get back into the community. I need to meet people. So I just like Googled, you know, churches near me. And I just happened to go to this, uh, I think it was Presbyterian church that was nearby. Um, in the same little neighborhood and just so happened you were doing the, uh, the, the, um, sermon that day. And then also having a brave maker, uh, like seminar thing afterwards. And I was like, well, shoot. And, and I loved your sermon. And then I was like, well, I need to go do that brave maker thing afterwards too. And so I went and listened and was just really moved by your testimony. And it was like, man, God is good that I'm in this, just, yeah. I'm not in a good place. You know, I'm successful yeah. outwardly, but like my, my spirit's not being nourished. And, and then I just randomly, he puts me in this place that I need to be to meet you and to help make it more of a difference for uh, stories that need to be told. And it was, it was just really, you know, over and over, I think all of us can agree that like God is just relentless with his provision. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super cool. A lot of people don't necessarily know that 
part of my life is in a faith community because I, you know, Breakmaker really is about entertainment and storytelling, but I always picture my work as a brave maker, as a theological endeavor. I think the world is full of spiritual realities and stories and symbolism and the art of all those things weaving together are so important. So yeah, that one, I hadn't been a part of that. I, I was a guest speaker. I was there like once in the past two years and you happened to be there. Yeah. So I, I just love that timing. Seemed and I never ironic. went back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it, it wasn't because it was bad or anything. It was just my time there uh, ended up taking me other directions and I just couldn't make it sure. back to any more. Uh, it was actually toward the end of my time there at the end. And then the project ended shortly after that. But yeah, uh, yeah so yeah. <laughs> Super cool. So tell us, yeah, because so Christina is uh, an actress and she's represented sure. by an agency. We're both represented by the same agency and they do um, voiceover work as well. I've only done a few voiceover gigs in my life, okay. but you do it full time. So talk yeah. about, t- tell us, oh, wise guru of voiceover, <laughs> a voiceover. Tell us how, you, how this works for you in your life, how you started. Sure. Well, uh, I know it's most of the time when people are like, you know, what do you do? And I tell them I'm a voice actor. It gets if they're a nerd, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. But if they're a normal person, they go. What is what's that? (laughs) You know, that like it's not really a a thing most people think about. Um, Just like, you know, the, the movie guy was such a big part of everybody's life, but nobody even knew his name for the most part. Um, you know, rest in peace, Don LaFontaine. But, uh, is that the trailer guy that did the trailers? It was him. And then there was, uh, there was one other guy, um, that was the other like big, oh no. And I should have his name at easy recall because he was also a superstar in the industry, but at any rate, um, yeah. And it's just, you know, you get to be a part of everybody's life and impact people and influence people and contribute to media that they love, but you don't have to like be under such constant um, supervision is the wrong word, but like intense media related speculation and like you get privacy is I guess what I'm trying to say. But uh, I wanted to do voiceover work because from a somewhat early age, even back when I was in college and pursuing journalism, um, my professors were all like, oh, you've got a great voice for broadcast. Um, I was like, okay, I guess I'll do that. And then I found out around that same time that I loved singing. And and then I thought, oh, well, I'll be a full-time touring singer. I was a drummer for many years. I love music. I'm super passionate about music. Well, then I realized that not many musicians make a living from music. It's really hard. And so I decided to go into the business side of of music. So I worked at uh, a division of Warner music group for a couple of years in Nashville at the time. And, um, I was in sales, selling music, um, working with uh, a lot of church, uh, music, selling movie screener licenses, all the, the Christian media division of Warner, which was a whole nother, the way I got into that was a whole nother testimony. I could talk for hours about that, but eventually things started going downhill at the record label because of changes in leadership. And at the same time, the media division uh, across the street at the country label, uh, you know, that, that does Blake Shelton and Hunter Hayes and all those guys were, had like discovered me and were having me do the company phone system and were like, Hey, do you want to do this video narration for us? And then eventually it was like, Hey, do you want to do Blake Shelton's CMA promotion? And I was like, 
hold on, are you going to pay me? (laughs) And they're like, no, you're on the payroll. And I was like, well, I'm on the payroll in Christian like record sales across the street. You're in like artist media. That's not the same payroll, but they were like, no, we're not going to pay you. And so then that, but that was God's little, if you're good enough for Blake Shelton, you're good enough for anybody. And you know, that, that kind of vibe was the like, presenting for your CMA consideration, the rating entertainer of the year, like that kind of vibe. <laughs> oh and my God. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to do that for my job. And then I'm going to bill you. <laughs> so I, I, um, basically saved up a lot of money. I had been blessed enough that I was able to buy a small condo in Nashville at the height of the housing slump. Uh, and so I was renting out part of that to college kids. So I had a little bit of income. I sold a ginormous trading card collection that I had spent 15 years accumulating. And I just declared that I was a full-time professional voice actor, having never booked a single paid gig, but just being supremely confident that God was calling me to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, it's been seven years now and, uh, by the grace of God, I'm making a lot more money than I was then, (laughs) but, uh, it, it just, Uh, you know, maybe I should have had a plan B, but my plan B was make plan A work. And uh, it's been a crazy journey. And when I started, I wasn't represented. I didn't know anything about that. All I knew was sales. So I approached voice acting like a sales job. I, I went about like researching studios and production companies that were, I was mostly doing like corporate work, like training videos or e-learning narration, stuff like that. It's not sexy but it it's reliable and consistent every company every company's making videos that's like are you tired of parking your own car check out our new app that'll park it for you and like they need somebody to narrate that video so i was just doing that kind of work and uh and mostly just sourcing it myself like making phone calls emailing cold calling um or cold emailing production companies and then it wasn't until um a uh, an actor by the name of Guy Harris, I was, he was kind of a mentor of mine when I was getting started. He was like, look, you've got an internet. You could be a global talent. You don't have to focus on stuff that's, a, that's near you because there wasn't a lot of local stuff happening in Nashville in that industry. So I just started, I was like, oh, okay. So I started researching and emailing studios in Dubai and in you know Europe and in all over the world. And, and that really started uh, hitting pay dirt. You know, I just, from a cold email, somebody's like, well, we're starting a luxury car review series and we want to market it towards, you know, Western audiences. And this was a company in, uh, Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. And they ended up hiring me just off my cold email for 70 videos and a TV pilot. And so like, I was, I was like, Whoa, this is happening, you know? And, um, and I, I ended up, uh, being able to pay my bills off just the stuff that I was finding on my own. And then it was like, you know, everybody's talking about agents. Maybe I should try to find one of those. But my whole goal was like, I want to be the talent that an agent needs, not the the talent that needs an agent. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so when I finally did start approaching representation, I was able to do it from a position of strength and like, I'll make you money. Cause at the end of the day, that's all an agent cares about is like, am I going to make money off this person? So, uh, yeah, right now I'm, I'm represented by CESD, uh, nationally, and then uh, a host of other regional talent agencies. And that's the other nice thing about voiceover work is because I do all of it from my studio here. I don't know if you can 
see, this is my booth. Um, this is not the microphone I use. This is the mic I use when I'm doing uh, video chats. <laughs> but, um, you know, I can do work for an agency that's in Baltimore or in Minnesota or uh, I'm actually represented in Minneapolis by Wayman Talent Agency, and I love those guys. So you got a lot of flexibility with the clients you can work for. It's not like you have to show up uh, to a set to get your costume and everything. And and let's be real, like I kind of got the face for radio anyway, you know. <laughs> so so that's that's my life story, I guess. That's awesome. Could I jump in here and ask you a question? Oh, please. Anytime. I, I kind of ramble. So if you got, if you want to ask or say anything, like just tell me to shut up for a second and I'll, I will. Michael, it's an incredible story. And just to go back to how you met Tony, I also met Tony in a church. He has like kind of power to draw <laughs> people towards him, right? He does. Never been into entertainment just or anything like that. Magnetic personality. <laughs> and also, you know, there's a faith part. You know, God brings people together for a reason. And yes. People- all are uh, talking about faith-driven uh, inspiration. So you said part of your strategy was to basically burn the boats. So how did you have the confidence to do that, to put all your chips on voiceover? Well, I mean, you know, everybody that gets asked that question, the gut is like, well, because I'm a man and I, you know, just... But like the reality is, is that, you know, I have privilege uh, that I come from a family that's stable. My grandparents paid my college like I didn't have student loans. That's something that is a enormous leg up that people really any that's, you know, loan debt. That's basically this fiscal slavery that's that's crippling our country is so prevalent. And uh, and now would I say that, like, if I had student loans, would I have just not made it into this career? I don't think so, because I I am. It's my belief that God's uh, call would have been strong enough and my will to do this would have been strong enough. I would have figured out a way, but I probably would have had to you know, wait tables on the side or have another hustle, or maybe my, my savings would have already been toast. I wouldn't have had a trading card collection to sell. And (laughs) so it probably would have taken me a lot longer to get to this point. And I'm sure there would have been some of the opportunities along the way that I wouldn't have had the time to uh, be able to say yes to. But, but part of my philosophy has always been like, when, when God calls, just say yes, even in, So I I trust, you know, he's delivered so many times by this point that like, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy. (laughs) It's never easy to, to take a leap like of any kind, but I just know that like, it's going to be okay. Even if, if things get really skinny or if I have to sell some stuff to make ends meet or, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and, and it's always been my prayer that, that the the blessings I do have, I can kind of be a conduit to other people anyway. So I really am just not afraid, I guess, of like fearless. Yeah. But again, a healthy dose of that is the privilege, you know, and then that can't, that's inescapable. And if you don't, so what would be your advice for someone who doesn't have that safety net, who doesn't have that kind of support? Where would you start if you were just, you had nothing? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been doing the cold calls, but those weren't the most effective anyway. You know, like if you've got, you know, the nine to five and you can only do your auditioning in the night, 
usually you've got at least 24 hours. You might just end up being really tired, but like it, it's got to come from a, a place of discipline, uh, even when the motivation fails to like just crunch through those auditions. And, and if you get home and you don't have it, maybe there's always the next one, you know, just let them pass for a little bit, take your self care and then hop back on it the next day. And, uh, there's, there's a lot of ways, um, you know, different genres have different, uh, needs too. Like you could do audiobooks. Um, I've started, I've started narrating audiobooks uh, after a publisher randomly emailed me and was like, Hey, do you want to do books for us? And I was like, I've never even done one. How did you find me? But, uh, you know, the deadlines they give me are ludicrous. They're like, uh, it's January. Can you have this back to us by April 20th? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. So, you know, if you've got a, a side job and you want to do some audiobook stuff, if you just put 30 minutes, an hour a day into reading this book, you know, then you can send it off and, and get a paycheck at the end of it. So there's ways that you can just slowly get the ball rolling to um, and, and build momentum and make connections. So just jump in. You got to jump in. You got to be fearless and determined and disciplined. And it's, it's like sales. It's totally a numbers game. Like I, as a full-time actor, I still book one out of every 75 auditions I do. Like it's a lot of turnover. And so like yesterday though, I, I did 17 auditions. Like, so you're just working a lot. Um, just that's the, the grind, you know, when you actually get paid to be in the booth, that's the like, all right. <laughs> so, um, and it can get really, it can get really frustrating sometimes if you have a really slow period. Like last, last October, I had a, I had a 200 audition dry streak and I was like, God, why am I even doing this job? Like, you know, I worked on basically a whole month and made almost nothing. And it was like, is this telling me I need to stop? But then, you know, you just try to like go back to basics, figure out what's not working. And, and then the next month was really good. But so it's, it's, it's never not a roller coaster. <laughs> okay. It sounds a lot like the creative path. You know, we all have our creative path, yeah. whether it's for me trying to make and produce films, right. It's, you know, singing, get booking gigs as Christina does or advocacy work. It's like, it mm-hmm. really is a sacrifice. Like if you are passionate about this work you do it's like the brave maker way is you have to make your own opportunities sometimes you have to carve yeah. your way and find out and i love a lot of these conversations that we have uh, online here i hear a lot of the makers talking about like it's never the same template there's never the same story of how people get in and get no, their, their work yeah. done you know i wanted to pull up one of your um, commercial so we can watch. All right, sure. Let's see. Let's pull the, up the, the Toyota, Toyota one's pretty good. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Here we go. By executive order, Toyota's President's Day sales event is still in effect. Doesn't matter how you get here, just get here. By land, by air, by sea, time is running out. Get $500 lease bonus cash on Highlander or save big with $1,000 cash back when you buy or test drive the all-new 2019 RAV4. Toyota Safety Sense and Toyota Care come standard. Toyota's President's Day sales event ends soon. Toyota, let's go places. Yeah, nice. That uh, commercial campaign will always be close to my heart because it has 
single-handedly qualified me for union healthcare for the last two years. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we did uh, the last year we did 27 commercials uh, in that campaign for Toyota. And then this year we did another 20. So it was really great. You got Andrew saying, get it, mate. Yeah, hey, buddy. Uh, Sean says, keep going even when you hear a no, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, well, and, and that's the thing, right? Is that like when you're doing one out of 75 auditions, you will only hear no. That like if you're fixated on negativity, that is the only thing that you're going to encounter is the no. Um, so you just have to send it, forget it, and, and not just don't even acknowledge that. You've got to give yourself permission really to keep soldiering forth and, and just try to recall back to that time when you felt like God was the one calling you to do it. (laughs) You know? So Victor says, yay residuals. Yay Uh, residuals. (laughs) Can you talk about that for those who don't know what that means? Can you talk about sort of the business, the business element? So you're auditioning for these commercials, um, some, some of these you found for yourself, but now that you have representation, you get an agent right. email that says, Hey, Toyota wants you to record these lines and send them three different versions. So walk us through the whole process from the, the auditioning to the booking, to the recording, to the residuals, all that kind of stuff. It's very different by genre. And it's also different, um, uh, depending on whether it's union or non-union, uh, I'm FICOR, which is financial core, which is somebody that tells the union, Hey, I won't be able to survive here in Los Angeles if I only do union work. So I'm going to do both. So that's not very popular with some union people, but it's an unfortunate necessity for a lot of people nowadays. Um, especially those that, you know, don't have a, a 30 year career coming into it. Like I don't, um, so if it's a union gig like this, uh, and I don't do much of the cold calling kind of stuff anymore. I, I have a little of that left in, uh, like the video game, um, side of things. Cause I do a lot of game work and that's more indie and less agent, but, uh, for stuff like Toyota, you know, CESD would send me the audition. I just record it, send it back. Maybe a week later you hear Hey, they, they want you for this. Or if they say, Hey, the specs have changed a little bit. Can you re audition for it? And then they just call you in and it might be like, hey, are you free tomorrow from 10 to 12? And then like, uh, yeah, like you just have to be. <laughs> so that's that can be difficult um, if you're still working side hustles to, to get the flexibility to just be available um, for some of these. But usually you'll have a little more time than that. And then uh, you go in and knock them out and then you get session fees which is for like the labor part of it. You you're in the booth for two hours, you get your however many dollars. And then later based on the usage and the runtime and the market, uh, the union collects additional fees for the, um, the airtime and whether it's been picked up again or, or rerun. And that's where the residuals come from is, the mailbox money that you're getting after the fact. Unfortunately, the President's Day campaigns and, and those are holidays, so they don't last too long. Um, but the upside is then you don't have conflicts because if you have like an ongoing campaign for Toyota, you would usually have a to- an automotive conflict and then you're not able to work with any other car companies until that runtime is over. And that's the same as on camera too, I think. Like if, you, if you've got mm-hmm. spots running for mcdonald's you're not going to be able to be on camera as in a wendy's campaign yeah usually when 
your agent sends you on auditions or even uh, responds to a breakdown, which is basically like if a casting director says, hey, we we need a uh, a woman in her 30s. Um, who's African-American, she's able to sing. Oh, cool. Christina Jackson is perfect for that. Let's get her. But then the casting director says, just make sure she has not had any conflicts in the in the cell phone space. So if Christina already did an AT&T commercial, she can't do a Verizon commercial in the same contract with the, the commercial that's currently running. So yeah, that's, that's pretty norm. That's cool. Uh, Sean says, what would be where would be a good place to start? If someone wanted to start here, what would you suggest they do today in this day and age? Wherever you're at, honestly, now it is with this virus going on, it has never been better to be a remote voice actor. <laughs> like <laughs> this, it's like the ideal career for the current climate. Um, now there, there has been, uh, you can definitely tell a slowdown in the number of auditions and, and commercials that are out there just because so many people are out of work. A lot of companies are just shuttered right now, but for like, especially like games. Um, I do a lot of video game work. I just mentioned one of the games that I'm in that I just like last week got the clear to, um, to say I'm a part of is the mafia trilogy. That's going to be coming out in August. And that game was the first game where I, I started the first two sessions for it. You know, I was in Lime studios, downtown Santa Monica. It's super swanky and I'm feeling like a big deal. And then like the third one, there's a virus now. I had to do it from my booth here. And it was, uh, I had to download um, a program that would allow me to conference with the people that were on the other side. I already have a program called Source Connect that allows me to stream in really high quality fidelity my audio to uh, uh, studios so they can record me remotely on their side. So that's pretty important right now but um yeah video games and like animation a lot of the dubbing and anime businesses those were all pretty local necessary like you had to be in studios and the virus has made forced them to like adapt and allow remote talent to be feasible so if you're not in one of the central hubs it's a great time to pursue these kind of gigs because previously you just couldn't, but now the opportunity, if you manage to wiggle your way into the, the talent pool for consideration, um, you could do that. So it's, it's a great time to be a voice actor. Um, again, it's so competitive. It is so competitive. So you will need, uh, pretty solid recording environment, whether that's, you know, just a walk-in closet that you've paneled with foam so that you can record amidst your clothing, or if it's a really good microphone, you need to be able to produce that broadcast quality audio from your house. But there's a lot of resources um, on the, on the internet, YouTube that can help you learn that stuff. And all things considered the amount of capital needed to start a voiceover business compared to like the capital you need to start a restaurant business is pretty minor. <laughs> so, Michael, could you actually talk about the equipment that you're using there at your home booth? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. So obviously, you know, this is not your starter level <laughs> uh, setup, but for, for, Oh, sorry. My, I have a very anxious dog and she's hiding under my desk right now <laughs> that she just got very scared when I scooted my computer. So, um, this is, let's see, this is Carmen. Hi, Carmen. Hey, Carmen. <laughs> um, so we got my booth here. Uh, I've got a single wall LA vocal booths, isolation booth. 
if you're in like an apartment or a louder neighborhood or near a highway, single booth is probably not going to be enough. Um, you'll need like a double wall or even triple wall booth, which uh, each wall and then spaces between them further isolate you and eliminate outside noise. But soundproofing is really expensive um, to like external soundproofing, keeping sound out. Uh, treating like sound treatment inside the booth. I've got some bass traps and some foam and stuff. That stuff's not so expensive, but uh, it's much easier to make sound that sounds good on the inside than it is to keep external sound out. So I've got that booth, and then I've got a Sennheiser 416 microphone in there right now. Um, and then I'm buying a Neumann U87 microphone as well. I've got my AKG D5 microphone here. I have another Sennheiser E385 that's down, or 835 that's in. So I got the mic collection, you know. Um, each one has their own flavor and their own uses. Uh, then that's going into an RME Babyface Pro interface. And then, or actually, no, it's going into my Avalon VT737 compressor. Oh my uh, no, gosh! There's no way that you can see that. Um, yeah, I was like, "Can I can I spin this around to show that?" No, I can't. But oh, I know what I can do. I can I can get a picture, and then I'll just hold up the picture. Uh, and, and while you're doing this, that, is, this is what the studio looks like from like an exterior viewpoint. If you can, whoops, that's it. Oh, cool. So we got we got the monitors. We got the oh, it looks like just a white rectangle, I guess. But that's the compressor and the channel strip and everything. And uh, and so, you know, all things considered, compared to like a a band records or a, a record, rec- I talk for a living, a recording <laughs> studio for like a band, you would need tons of exterior gear. I really only need like four components because I just need to make my one single line. Uh, of audio sound as good as possible. So it's not as complicated as like full audio production. And, and similarly, I don't really do full audio production. I don't do sound effects. I don't do music. I don't do, I mean, I do music for fun, but I don't make music. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's a very niche, very focused kind of studio. Which, um, which, uh, what do you call it? Which promo here should we listen to? <laughs> video game? Uh, your animal do, sound? Well, you'd probably... Let's do the video game. That'll be impressive for listeners. <laughs> okay, here we go. Why do people cling to life I'm knowing that they must someday die? Knowing that none of it will admit anything once they do! Didn't you learn your lesson the last time we met, Hunter? Your lives are so... Brief. Why throw them away? White Blazar to Aurora Dwarf. Cease fire, damn it. Stop firing. Damn it all, this is an order. Stop, No! You're too late. The moment of glory is upon us. I feel their wings. Yes, feast upon me. I know you have been foreseen by our sacred prophet, but I feel led to ask you in person. Why have you come to destroy us? You can't stop me. No one can stop me. <laughs> You'll make a beautiful connoisseur. <laughs> You're going to keep stealing, getting that thrill. And sooner or later, you will see things my way. Who knows? I might even become like a father to you. What do you mean you have to go? We shared our blood, Corian. No, he's taken everything from me. He's not taking you too. 
Very dramatic. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank Super you. All right. <laughs> so oh, that's, we, that's another thing that you will probably need if you want to pursue voiceover professionally. You got to get demo reels. Um, just okay. and a website, really, because uh, if somebody goes looking for you or they get uh, an audition from you and they're like, "Oh, well, what else have they done?" and they can't find anything, they're just going to throw it out. So. Yep. That's good. Um, we are not going to give any free promotion to any voice uh, studios yet, but if there are voice studios out there that would like to sponsor us, we would happily connect with you because I do know that there are some great studios that do these recordings where you can go in there and they will coach you and they will mm-hmm. help you and you will leave with a demo reel. And with BraveMaker, we actually do have a... Um, a whole development package for talent of all different. So if you're an actor or voiceover artist, uh, oh, cool. if you are a, a model, you want to get your website up and running, you it's basic. You need a website. It's super important that you can have a presence online. And as Michael was talking, I was just thinking about, we all know how powerful social media is. Let's use it for good, especially during yeah. this time and use it, use it yeah. for justice, use it to elevate uh, diversity and inclusion. But in the, creative industries that's your calling card you know no one's really giving you know hard cards anymore right especially now when we're not touching each other so you've got to have a presence and if you want to go see michael stuff you have an interesting website because it's michaelschwall.b look at that (laughs) i actually i tried to get michaelschwalby.com and somebody was squatting on it and refused to sell it even though there's not a website on it and i was like fine i'll just I'll just be creative. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a, a it's the Belgium uh, domain. <laughs> so it's my site's hosted in Belgium so I can get Michael Schwal.b. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Makes you seem very international as well. I am, yes. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, like if we were meeting in person, it would be kind of awkward to be like, oh, well, my website is michaelschwal.b. But when you just see it in a text link, it looks really slick and cool. And I've had a number of people that are like, wow, that's really creative and fun. So, you know, just being aware of how you're going to be using links and who you're going to be sharing it with. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Robertino says, fun, great setup, very insightful. Thanks. Work debt. Holy. holy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Any any other parting comments or questions before we... Yeah, now's your time. We have a couple of minutes left. If anybody wants to put a comment in there, Christina, if you have any final things, but uh, why don't you just uh, spell out your website? Because this will also be on our podcast as well. So oh, people okay. can't see it. Sure. Can you just spell it out in your best, most um, unique voice that's your favorite lately? How about that? Oh, unique. Oh, God. How about I just do the boring one that everybody secretly wants to hear is make sure you head to https colon slash slash m-i-c-h-a-e-l-s-c-h-w-a-l dot b-e michael schwal dot b that's that is, funny that the, is the, unreal that is un- it sounds almost <laughs> unreal like it sounds like you're dubbing in it's amazing how good that <laughs> well, is. well the 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 it, the thing that most people you know they're like oh well what have you done and before i had many video game credits that people care about or, or animated stuff my thing was always like, you know, that guy that you hear on the phone that you hate that says, please be advised. Your call may be recorded or monitored for quality assurance. We'll be with you shortly. And then everybody's always like, oh, my God, it's you. I hate.
A quick little story. My wife, you know, we're here in quarantine. My wife was like, you know, you know a lot of things, especially about this industry. I don't normally coach or teach because it feels wrong to me to try to make a living off of aspiring talents, dreams rather than just acting. So I've, I've never tried to brand myself as a coach or, or to do that. But she was like, you know, maybe you could just teach a, a seminar or a class or something. And I was like, well, OK. And so I was like, what could I teach about business things or should I teach about like marketing? And then I was like, no, I know what I'll do. I was a, so I was a metal singer for 15 years. You wouldn't know it by looking at me, but uh, I was like, I'm going to teach people how to do the really extreme vocals for extreme roles and to do it safely and sustainably. And I had, I was expecting like 10 or 20 people to be interested. I had over 120 people sign up for this class. Yeah. Uh, and so I scrambled to like make it into a, a like structured thing with a mailing list and like scheduling and sign up sheets with automated payment and stuff like, but it was really, I was like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that it was yeah. going to turn into this thing. So uh, yeah. So um, I conjure a long winded answer to your question. I conjure up those video game voices because I used to be so brutal and, uh, and, you know, I kind of channeled all the really guttural gritty sort of things into my voice acting instead of my music. And uh, I make more money that way than I did off the music, which never really made any money. <laughs> so are you, a vocalizer ever or is that natural no this is totally this is what you see is what you get that is so yeah very impressive that is truly a divine gift michael yeah something like that (laughs) well i i think you i mean there's nothing wrong with supporting and helping other people and benefiting off of that in a way that you're sharing a product so if you ever want to teach let us know because we Especially as we figure out life post-COVID, we know it looks like we're not having any public gatherings for Breakmaker or public classes for anytime soon. But we are going to be building on our website to offer resources to help people in the industry. So if there's anything you want to do, like a master class with us, let us know because we're going to hopefully have those type of educational resources in the future. Cool. Great. Yeah. Uh, this has kind of opened my eyes to <laughs> the possibility, but I think that you know the motive is what matters. And like for this mm-hmm. class in you know, teaching vocal safety and, and kind of learning how to hack your vocal anatomy to make these crazy sounds, but to do it in a way that isn't going to hurt you long term uh, is something that nobody's really teaching. And so if I can offer that, that's that's a benefit rather than like there's a there are a lot of really predatory people in this business that are making sub quality demo reels and just teaching teaching people info that is easily learnable just on yeah. Google and charging exorbitant amounts of money for it. But, but with the like caveat that, well, if you pay me, you know, you'll make all this money and I'll teach you how to be great. And like, that is not a part of the industry I want to be a part of, but if it's teaching stuff that I know that maybe other people don't or aren't able to learn online, that's, that's different, you know? That's great. Well, Michael, you're awesome, man. Thanks so much. I'm glad we, we coincidentally, ironically, that we had divinely crossed paths last year. I love it. Uh, we need to have you say brave stories change the world. You are the story. Okay. In, in All a right. <clears throat> brave stories change the world. You are brave. Was that it? <laughs> Close it up. Brave stories change the world. You are the story. Take oh, you are the story. <laughs>
Brave stories change the world. You are the story. Oh my God. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I need a usage uh, fee in the mail. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you can have, hey, you know what? You can have that one for free. Right on. We'll give you a t-shirt next time I see you. Hey, cool. I still have your hat in my closet. <laughs> oh, see? Awesome. Right on. Yeah. I should have so, been wearing it. Oh. Next time. we're gonna. We'll, I, th- I think we'll ha- have you on again, Mr. Michael Schwalbe. Thank you. But, uh, well, anytime. Hey, if you want some of our merch, you can support us by going to bravemaker.com slash merch. And if you liked what you heard and saw today, please share it with a friend. Today is also our last day for our matching campaign. Any donation that comes in today is going to be doubled by our grantor, the Jacques M. Littlefield uh, Foundation. So 501c3, we are. That sounds like something Yoda would say. But you can donate at bravemaker.com slash donate and everything is going to be matched. Today is our last day, thanks to the Jacques M. Littlefield. So thanks, Michael. Thanks, Christina. Thanks for everybody for watching. Thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Really appreciate it. Till next you time. That's Take right, care. Baby. Oh, and uh, I do most of my my preaching, question answering, and latest projects on Twitter at what he said vo. Come hit me up and let's be friends. At right. what he said vo. Right on. And brave stories change the world. You are the story. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend. Brave Maker is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.